It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawksmith. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! Welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye oasis located in a Nebraska desert. Guess what, everybody? The sauce, he is back from smuggling drugs from Puerto Rico. We are excited he is here. (laughs) Now, Marty, tell us about all the assortment of illegal narcotics you smuggled back on your plane. Well, yeah, the the charges aren't assessed yet, so I I may not be here next week, next week for the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> all right, so all right, Karen didn't question you about like the powder all over in your bag, or that that's not that's oregano, honey. That's you don't have to worry about that. You don't think I brought her back some? Come on, all right, good husband, good husband. Marty shares. <laughs> well, we miss Marty. Good Welcome husband. back, sauce. We're uh happy to have you guys. Um, make sure to take some time and like and like and subscribe to the channel. Every little bit of support you guys give us, share it out. Um, hit that notification bell, all that th- all that cool stuff you can do on YouTube. Uh, we've been growing pretty rapidly, which we really, really appreciate. Matt and I spent the weekend in Minneapolis at uh, the Minnesota game and got to hang out with a lot of really cool Hawkeye fans. So um, we drank a little too much. Shocker, I know. And uh, – we really enjoyed getting to meet everybody and everybody that came up and talked to us and said hi. So we really appreciate that. And it's just, it's a lot of fun and means a lot to us when you guys come up and tell us stories about the show that you love and that made you laugh and um, how, how you guys love the sponsorships. And we got a lot of compliments on, on Marty and his sense of humor that they really enjoyed. And they love seeing Kyle back on and with Katie and everybody loves the Miller Lake delight. So it was Boom. It was cool. We had a good time. I didn't hear anybody shout that out. No, this go. Not this time. No, that happened at the Citrus Bowl last year. But um, that was uh, I was <laughs> trying just not to die. It was like 101 there, and, and I was <laughs> trying to guzzle Bud Lights to keep myself hydrated. Maybe that was counterproductive. Who knows? But um, we need to check here first um, at the very beginning and um, our week. Let's see. Geez, we're in week. Is it twelve now or thirteen? I believe twelve. I confused. We well, I think we're in going into thirteen now. Yeah. Okay. So week twelve results are brought to you by some of the most delicious, some of the most exotic scents you will ever experience. They are. Oh yeah. Candles by Candy. Just just breathe it in. 
it's holiday holiday sense that, that the family can gather around. It, it makes a house a home. It is candles by candy. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. we, we so, some of the best scents you can ever imagine. Mine burning right now is um, great value stovetop stuffing. They couldn't afford the generic one for <laughs> great value stovetop stuffing. So um, we went generic on it. But I, I can I can smell the off-brand stuffing burning in the background right now. And it feels like the holidays. So Definitely very, does. very nice. So if you ever get a chance, make sure to visit Candles by Candy and get yourself a very refreshing candle. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. Time for the week 11 results. Matt, do you want to go through those and tell everybody where we landed? Yeah, so did we decide? Is it week 11 or 12 results? Um, I think, I'll think, look I think it's week <laughs> 12. Sorry. I, mean, I should have known this. Well, with the multiple bye weeks, it's confusing. It like, is. Multiple? But, oh. Yeah, like oh. that's the worst. Now they a lot of teams so, have two. So it's just week like, 12 results. Technically, well, they put a week zero in now as well, so that doesn't help anything out either. Yeah, well, they also have a wide receiver that's zero as well. That's true, and there so, is one on the Hawkeye team. Yes, so odd. Oh <laughs> man! All right, yes, sir. So, where are we at, Maddie? All right, so, um, yeah, we didn't fare so well at <laughs> this one. Seems like the spreads were pretty large, and um, you know we were picking the right teams, but just not hitting, mm. not with the spreads. Um, a lot of those teams that had the large spreads didn't cover them. So uh, Kyle and I picked up two Whew. wins, and Iowa picked up, or and uh, Adam picked up one. Oh, what? Is <laughs> rough. Oh my God! You're lying. I'm not lying. I'm not. I wish I was. I wish. <laughs> You're at 47%, Adam. I'm at 53%. Kyle's wow. at 57 and Marty's, uh, Marty is at 65 still. He's, he's still. Because he didn't. Well, he, Marty, you Marty. didn't have to pick the mess that we had just encountered last week. I mean, I don't, I don't know that anybody covered. I don't get it because I did my neighborhood pick them. Finally, I won. I won that one, and then I get one right out of this. What the hell's going on? (laughs) Yeah, it's frustrating. That's that's it happens because teams like Northwestern go play Purdue with a minus twenty spread and uh, play them close. Well, that happened. We're going. Marty's in his first year. And he's going to win this thing. Like he's got enough of a lead. Well, and, and Wisconsin almost lost to Nebraska. That you know, Wisconsin had a thirteen was favored by thirteen points. They won by one point. We I, all picked Wisconsin. We all picked Purdue. You know, um, Kyle and I picked Illinois, and they, they yeah. actually that was a win for us. You picked Michigan, and they didn't cover the spread. Mm. All right, those, those bastards. All right. Iowa, Iowa won. I mean, we all picked Iowa and got that one. So, yeah, we've we we made it through that frigid, frigid game. But God, that was fun. That's one of those ones we're gonna look back on and be like, man, that was awesome. Like we did it. Most people, we like we ran, most people we ran into are like, dude, you guys actually went to the game. Like, yes, like they all watched it from the bar. 
Yeah. If I ever run into Drew Stevens, you know, I never had like a true game winning uh, scenario. I had multiple like, um, what do you call it, clinchers. Yeah. And, and tie game field goals, but uh, if I ever run into Drew Stevens, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some some uh, some doo doo about mm. how he bar- how how he barely made it. Yeah. Coach 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 Ferentz used to stand behind me on the nine foot post during practice, and I'd be like, you know, I'd be like ten for ten for practice, um, but like you know, one would squeak over just to like the right post barely on the nine foot post, and he'd just come up behind me and go, "Why can't you just put it right down the middle? I don't get it." Why can't you just do that? Well, maybe he shouldn't have called a damn timeout right before the last. <laughs> right. Why the yeah, hell did he do that? Well, his it's, first it's, one went right down the middle. Just yeah, killed it. Yeah, it's well, it's who knows, man. I guys, we got to hold on before we get into this because the Hawkeye recap is brought to you by a new sponsor. Oh, now so we're kind of oh. getting into this. We got to talk about. Our new sponsor, the Hawkeye Recap from last week's game. Kyle's responsible for bringing in this one. This was probably one of our best sponsors we've ever had. (laughs) So the Hawkeye Recap is brought to you by Rock Hard Caulking Services. You got a hole, we'll put our caulk in it. (laughs) So that's uh, interesting. Kyle, I thought you were into real estate. I am, but you know what? It's uh, that the the podcast is just not there yet. He's an Sometimes he's got to, you know, help the homeowner fix up the houses and caulk windows and stuff. He had a <laughs> hole and they put his, their caulk in it. So. Yeah, I've, yeah. yeah I've, I've, I've referred this uh, I've referred this sponsor to many of my clients. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic work, Kyle. So welcome Rock Hard Caulking. Um, Rock Hard Caulking Services. You got a hole. We'll put our caulk in it. There we go. <laughs> How that was a little cocky noise there. So, all right, guys. Um, I, I wanted I, I wanted to get your thoughts real quick. Start going back to what Kyle said. Kyle, what in the hell is going on with that timeout there right for the kick? Because my mind, my thought process is okay. Kirk calls a timeout. He puts it right through, and Minnesota's out of timeouts. You know they're not going to try to freeze us. But then what if he calls that timeout? We make it, and then we go back out, and he misses it. You know what? What was the thought process behind that? Well, first of all, what's what were the consequences if there were a penalty? There were what two? There weren't enough guys on the field, right? Uh, was that, was that the case? He didn't think, think so. so, but on the review, I understand that they, they had enough. But he okay. didn't. Uh, I don't think Kirk thought that okay. he had enough. So, had there been a penalty? Had there been a penalty, what they would have moved it back five yards. Again, if you're a Division One kicker, it's no big deal. Like you've your written, microphone's you've brushing, buddy. <clears throat> if you're a Division One kicker, had there been a penalty, moving five yards back is no big deal at all. And given yeah, right. more time, I mean, again, uh, I don't know if I'm speaking for myself, but again, you know, I learned from Kading, and the more time they can give you to prepare for something, I think the better. But I will say, like, you know, watching the second attempt, it was like. Whoa! You know, if he'd have been, yeah. if he'd been five yards back, that would <laughs> wouldn't have gone in. I'm a lot of people in the stands thought he missed it at first. Well, actually, on TV, I thought he missed it too. And uh, you know, um, again, it's just one of those things where uh, kicker to kicker, I'm going to give him some duty ever if I ever if I ever run into him. Um, but you know, who knows what happened out there? I saw Brian in the background just freaking out. You know, yeah. they obviously thought something was wrong. They called the timeout. I mean, that's an honest mistake, but at the same time, like these kids, you know, I call them kids, but, but gosh, man, their preparation, like I felt like a professional when I was doing it, you know, yeah, it didn't matter. You know, you could throw anything at me 
and I'd be okay, you know, um, especially something that, I mean, it was a 20 yard, 21 yard field goal. You know, you back, you, right. yeah, you bet you back it up. It's a 26 yard field goal. It's still yeah. a chip shot. I mean, with your blindfolded eyes closed, hands behind your back, you should still be able to make that. I don't know if you guys saw it on TV, but Brian Ferentz was flipping out, flipping out. Yeah. multiple times in the game, ripped his headset off through it, throwing clipboards. Like he was pissed at Spencer multiple times. Like the dude, I'm going to give him his credit. Like, you know, we've been critical of him throughout the year because clearly you're going to have the last ranked offense in division one football and a horrible offensive line. Like we did the first half of the year, you're going to get some crap, but the dude was coaching his ass off out there like hard. Well, I, you know, if, if I could attest to that being a former player, you know, guys, what happens on the inside of the complex, like it was no joke. Like it was a hundred percent professional all the time. 100%. There was no, there was no messing around. And when things weren't going the way that the coaches wanted them to, to, to go, even when we were winning, um, you know, like coaches and players still, I mean, there was such a high level of accountability in everything. Uh, even and, and it trickled down even into, into the gym with Coach Doyle. I mean, it was just relentless accountability across the board. So, you know, him showing that animation, um, that level of animation on the sideline, while I'm not a fan of it, I don't think Coach Ferentz is that is a fan of it, you know, that much, uh, even though Coach Parker has uh, been known to show that frustration as well on the <laughs> sidelines. Yeah. But if I was on the team and I saw that and if it was me that was causing that – Oh man, I it's like uh, it's like getting in trouble at school and knowing that when you get home you're going to get in more trouble from your parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marty, you know this was a, this is a stressful game. There was times a lot of the end of the game, I, we didn't feel like we were going to probably pull this one out just because you know Minnesota was figuring it out. You know Muhammad Ibrahim, what he rushed for 263 yards, 6.7 yards a carry. The guy was running all over us and we could not stop him, which is not typical of an Iowa defense. Marty, what were your thoughts from what you saw during the game, and um, were you surprised that we pulled it out there at the end? I was. I was very surprised. It didn't feel good in the fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter, the way we were the way we were playing. I think you know, you can talk about uh, the fumble uh, that Ibrahim did yeah. uh, on the five yard line or whatever that was. You know, I think that was a huge win for us. And then, of course, the interception uh, by Jack. That was that was unbelievable. The tip Moss tipped it and. Campbell ran up, ran it back, and he should have gotten that touchdown. He was not out of bounds. Can you tell us what the announcers were saying, Marty? Because Matt and I were at the game, and Kyle, feel free to chime in too. But Marty, you know, we thought it was the pick six. The the refs called a touchdown, so we were really confused. It didn't seem like they reviewed it. It was just they took the ball back out to like the forty yard line. We didn't really know what was going on. Well, he came really close to stepping out, and I think that uh, back referee called him out. And they when this ball dead, right? out, it, it's yeah, it's dead ball. So we call it, and it's not reviewable. You, oh. you can't review that when they call it out. Terrible rule. That is a horrible rule. I mean, with instant replay, like we have it now, why in the hell can't we get these things right? We can yeah. sit and take 15 minutes for every review in the book, but then something like this, you can't get right. Like that, that that's unexcusable. Like were the announcers getting kind of raking the refs over the coals on this one or like what, what were they their were, thoughts? They yeah, were. they they said, uh, yeah, the Hawks got screwed on that one. You they know, the way, our, the, way, the way our offense was going too, man, we 
<laughs> I was really hoping we got that touchdown because I had no, 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 uh, you know, uh, faith, faith in in our <laughs> offense. And but that catch by La- Lackey is that how you say his name? Lackey or Lachey? Man, I tell you what, when they when you look at that in review, he got hit hard and he held on to that ball. So I think he's a freshman or sophomore. He's a young kid, so I think mm-hmm. he's going to be good. But I will tell you the one negative thing I will talk about. And I'm not going to call Brian Ferentz out again. But what I didn't understand, and I was standing up screaming at the TV, is it was 31 seconds left in the game. It's third and one at the two-yard line. Now, guys, how often have we seen it since Petros was – has been starting quarterback, have they called a sneak, and he always gets one or two yards. Yeah. And what did they do? They handed off and wrist, and we fumbled it. I mean, thank God the guy was down, had his knee down, but they reviewed that. I thought we fumbled it away, and I said, what are you doing? I was scared when that happened. I thought we were going to potentially lose the ball because they, they did review that. And yeah. you nailed it on the head, Marty. Like, you have a play that's worked every single time you've done every it. Every time. Yards. Why in the hell would you go away from it? Right at, at that point, it was just like I don't know. I, I had so many questions on decisions that are made like that. But again, you know, the defense executes and saves our ass like they always do. Which man, oh. I mean, and Matt's a big fan of Captain Jack. Man, Captain Jack saved the day. You know, from from being at the game, Matt. I want your thoughts on how things shook out. Your experience in that stadium, the frigid weather, and then trying to get all those layers off to take a piss in the bathroom. Cause that was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was the challenge of the day for the fans in the stands was how were you going to go to the bathroom? I, th- I felt like we were like sitting in a live fireball commercial. Cause we, Matt and I are looking around and I'm like, I've, I'm pulling some like shooters out of my pocket. There's people playing as day holding full size <laughs> jugs of fireball. <laughs> passing it around just they got the community jug of fireball just to stay warm and like no one gave a shit because it's like survival nope. mode like no one was coming cool. down to oh. stop you what was the temp out there well they said the feel like was negative one but oh. i think it was we had so many flipping layers on though it was Good insane you, it was the uh, kickoff kickoff was 16 degrees that yeah. was the real real temp the feels like i um, i don't think was much above zero was it, a packed, was it a packed stadium? No. Uh, it seemed like it was more crowded in the beginning, and then it really thinned out fast. Yeah. That's too bad, I don't know if man. somebody try, if a bunch of fans tried to go. That tells you right there that Minnesota fans were like, we should have built a dome. We well, yeah, built a dome. you live in that atmosphere, and you, your fans still can't come out. And, like, that, that is your element. You know, like Green Bay Packers fans sit through hell yeah. in, in their stadium. But then, you know, the Minnesota fans, I'm sorry, but a lot of you guys were soft and you sat in the bars and watched the game. And then all the Hawkeye fans, that place was a lot of Hawkeye fans. There like, was a I'd, lot. I'd say it was almost 50 50. Like it Hawkeye was probably fans. Pretty close. Well, they might have had the edge a little bit, but it was close. I loved hearing the dialogue of all those guys behind us, though, talking through, like, let's just run the ball down their damn throat, get the ball to Mo, just keep it, <laughs> give, give it to him, and smash it down their throat. God, this is going to feel good to beat Iowa. Oh, my God. And I'm just thinking in my head, please, God, please beat their asses, please. Uh, it, uh, 
it turned around at the end. Once they, uh, once Jack got that interception, their attitudes did a complete U-turn. So a little bit of a 180. Yeah, yeah. We, it, our attitudes went the right way. We were cheering and jumping, and everybody was high-fiving. We were around quite a few Hawkeye fans in front of us. and Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when we thought it was a touchdown. I mean, when it got called back, we're like, oh, now we got to put our offense back on the field. I'm a little nervous again. But we were so close. I mean, we had good field position already that – you know, we're like, okay, we just need 20, 30, you know, 20 yards and we're in field goal range or less. You know, it, it was tough to see exactly where we were. You know, it was on the other side of the field when all that was happening, but oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was cool. There was one thing Matt and I noticed. And I don't know if you guys could see this on TV, a little bit of respect moment for Spencer Patriots. Okay. Like, he's frustrated the hell out of us at times, but <laughs> the dude threw up like, which was supposedly going to be a, a pick or was it a fumble? It was a fumble. Wasn't it like, the, I can't remember exactly. We turned the and ball chased over the guy down and talk to, and tackled him. Yeah, yeah. Chased him down about 40 yards and tackled him. Acted like, like he didn't hear the whistle. And then he was yeah. like, put his hands up like that. Oh. I'm like, all right. Oh, you, yeah. oh, it's down. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was good, man. I, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, like I, I appreciated that. Like, you know, that effort like that, like you want to win for your teammates. Like the dude's frustrated the hell out of us. But I think we've really seen through this time, like he, he is what he is. If he doesn't have a good offensive line and receivers that can get some separation, he, he's not going to be able to do it, which most quarterbacks can't. So, I mean, he's he's we've given him a lot of crap and his, his numbers have been bad, but he also has been dealt a pretty rough hand throughout the year. Sure. I, I will say, you know, I, I don't pay attention too much to the plays and the routes and stuff like that. It's, you know, I'm a kicker. So it's, it's, I really just wait until there's a opportunity for a field goal or a, they score a touchdown, but there was one play where, um, you know, out of the pocket, he fires it down the middle to a wide route to one of our receivers, don't know who it was, and that he was in triple coverage. And then at, as he missed it, as the guy missed it, at the bottom of the screen, there was a guy that was wide open. Um, and, I and saw he, that, Kyle. And I, that, I saw that same well, thing. And at that moment, I thought to myself, you know, like, you guys, you know me, man. I'm always going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. You know, these these, these plays that Brian Ferentz relays to Petrus, you know, like – what we don't know is what audibles Petrus might call on the line or what the, yeah. the the center might call an audible on the line. You never know, like depending on the situation that's happening. So the final play that happens when the ball is snapped, we don't really know if that's what was, you know, or some form of variation of the play that Brian Ferentz called. Yeah. But when I see something like that, it's just like, man, you know, like, ugh. Anyway, oh Matt, was that toward the end of the first half, or was that in the second half? Where you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, oh, no, I'm talking about when he hit Regani down the field right in his hands. Oh. Like, I, I mean, he was going. It was a 40 yard pass, and it hit Regani right third, in third quarter. quarter. Yes, I think it was the third quarter. Oh my gosh, you I missed just, that. That one hurt. I mean, it went right off his hands. I, yeah, was I think I can hear the whole state of Iowa. Ugh. Oh my gosh, like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that that one he needed to take a little bit of a zip off of it. He fired that one in there, but I mean Regani should have probably caught or yeah, you're Raggy, Raggy, Raggy Raggy in now or whatever. Well, you got you got to think about it too. Like they probably ran that play hundreds of times during yeah. the week of preparation. So you know, for those for those receivers and tight ends to miss that stuff, like again, like I realize that there's right. there's there's mistakes that happen here and there. 
but it makes you wonder, you know, like, gosh, uh, in their heads and the coaches' heads, they're probably thinking like, oh, that was a great play. We hit that all week in practice. How come we couldn't do it now? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you have to think too, not, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we lost Adam again. Adams. You need to have him check your fiber connection out. I think he froze up. He did. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I don't know if we want to move on to the picks or not. I, have you guys had a chance to review what I sent you uh, as far as matchups and stuff? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's going to be a tough, tough week here. This is a this is going to be a tough one. You need a tough week, Marty. <laughs> I just hope we don't have well, the same picks. I definitely am going to be tuning into Michigan Ohio State. Yeah. Well, you know, I hate both teams, but I'm going to love to watch it. I'm going to love to watch it. You know, it's going to be one right. of those. I mean, come on, number three versus number two. It's going to be a highly watched game. I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The last Saturday, <laughs> my flipper game was. Uh, uh, the Michigan Illinois game because of course, oh yeah, Michigan didn't beat Illinois. Right, yeah, it was over for Iowa. So I was, <laughs> that was uh, that was concerning when uh, Michigan was behind with Illinois. That that was crazy how close that game ended up being. Yeah, I I, I wasn't expecting that. I don't think a lot of people probably were, but they played Michigan close. But I love to see Harbaugh sweat. Right, favorite things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all honesty, we needed we needed uh, Michigan to pull that one off if we wanted a shot at the Big Ten Ch- West Championship uh, spot. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I'm I don't know how comfortable I feel about us, you know, going to that game if we do beat Nebraska um, Friday. But it might be it might be a bath again. Hey, it'll be a total crapshoot. It will. But you know what? Iowa, I mean, I just, you know, I just, I'm all, I'll always be optimistic about whatever situation they go into. You know, you always have those. Right. You always have those. But again, at that particular moment, stats for me, personally, go out the window. It's all emotional. So (laughs) it ends up being Iowa and Ohio State or even Michigan or, you know, whoever else in the Big Ten West game. Um, It'll be, uh, you know, one of those emotional decisions. Right. I think that's a good point that you made, Kyle, with with our defense that keeps us in every game. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, again – you got to remember where we, I mean, this conversation we were having three, four weeks ago was quite different. Right. Wasn't all that long ago. Yeah. I mean, we were asking if we were even going to make a bowl, you know, and I feel bad when I, I don't, I try not to pay attention to it too much, but uh, the Iowa players, you can tell there's some recent quotes um, about them criticizing the fans about, Hey, like everyone's written us off. Right. You know, here we are. And I feel bad because while I feel like I, I, I hadn't, I haven't written them off. I, I never will in a way I have, you know, because you doubt them right off the bat. You want to, you want to see immediate success right off the bat. And quite frankly, I mean, it's, I think it's safe to say at least half the Iowa fan base kind of in a way wrote them off the, 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 at the, in the beginning of the season. Um, um, not not saying that they're not, 
you know, losing faith or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, right. I mean, for the year, maybe. Expectation, man. I think going into going into this year, the expectations were were big. You're right. Oh yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, but that loss to Iowa State took it out of me. <laughs> that one hurt. Any that loss to Iowa State takes it out of me. I got to hear it from all my friends and family. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. And I and you know what? Every time they win, which is rare, I'm just saying. Every time they win, I'm just like, gosh, you know, you guys, I, I still don't get it. Like, I don't understand why you're a fan of Iowa State. I just don't get it. You know, <laughs> I have no clue. I, I know that I know that you live in Ankeny, and you know it's thirty miles away from Ames, and I get it. But man, I've got friends that are two faced too. Like now, now you know. Now you know how I feel, Kyle. I don't understand why these uh, people are Husker fans. I don't, know, <laughs> I just, I don't get it. You know what? I, I told someone. I had a conversation with someone the other day about this. <clears throat> when I committed to Iowa, you know, and my recruiting process was was pretty extravagant, you know, like I went on all these official visits to, you know, Florida State, Nebraska, Iowa, Iowa State, Wisconsin, you know, I, I went everywhere. And, um, and, uh, you know, I just, uh, when I committed to Iowa, I quickly, a lot of my friends and family, I, I, I saw, or I found out, like, I had no idea how many Iowa State fans there were in my hometown. And, you know, it's just no, no. It, it was one of those things where you got to remember, like I, I grew up a soccer fan, like I didn't grow up a football fan, so I just picked the school that 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 I knew I was going to have the best uh, experience at, and here I am, I believe black and gold now, um, but uh, I just don't understand Iowa State. I just don't get it, like why people want to be, you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you guys can finish that for me. I just don't, I no, just don't understand it. It's fine. Get it. We get it, Kyle. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we could start picking these guys. I don't know if Adam's coming back or not, I guess, but we can do our uh, six pack challenge or when I can't turn on the Meyer Electric <laughs> sponsorship. I'm going to have to do it on my own. It's it's going to be ugly, but uh, we, oh, Woo! He's back. I, I I had to almost do the Meyer Electric sponsorship like without the video on my own. I, I was a little nervous. Yeah, I'm I'm very frustrated right now. Um, well, <laughs> hey, going back to our last conversation, by the way, Dan McCarney though has a soft spot in my heart. You know, he was an extraordinary man. Yeah, awesome dude. Recruited me hard. Really try hard. Tried hard to like you know turn that program around. Uh, and I did beat his wife, Barbie, in ping pong. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Whose wife did you beat in ping pong? I was Dan, yeah. Dan McCarney's. Oh, you did say that. That's right. Okay. Yeah, he invited me up to his house uh, several times when I was getting recruited, and his wife started running her mouth about how she was good at ping pong, and I was like, what's up? So am I. So we went at it, and she was nothing, man. Easy day. Pushover. Well, uh, I'm telling you, after this, I am getting um, my internet provider out here, and I'm going to get a direct line straight in because I'm paying for the highest, fastest speed of internet you can get. Like, there's no excuse for this whatsoever. This is super frustrating. And you have proof this is going to be published, and they'll be able to see it. Yeah. Adam, Adam, we all know you're on dial-up. 
So if you're going the cheapest way you can. It sure as hell feels like it. Maybe you should upgrade from American Online. Hey, this wouldn't have been able to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly it's not happening for me. We'd this have is to ridiculous. publish the chat boxes from AOL. I'm in the middle of Omaha. I have the fastest internet speed from the biggest internet provider, and I can't get it to work. It's frustrating. All right, where where did we leave off? Um, well, well I was moving on to the six-pack challenge, but, I mean, if you have something else in between that that we haven't hit on, all right. Well, guys, um, what we'll do? Um, how did you get into any of the games yet? No, we. I uh, know. Okay. I just want to tell everybody too, for those that have been loyal enough to stick through this crap show that I've been putting people through with my poor internet connection. Um, we uh, kind of re-released a beat Nebraska hype video that we had from last year, and it's gained more steam this year than it did last year. Surprisingly, it's had a lot of views. Yeah, it's getting uh, really shared around. I think the Hawkeye fans are enjoying it, which is great. So uh, go to our Facebook page or Twitter uh, to check out the the Beat Nebraska hype video. Share it with your friends. It's kind of a fun one. Um, I'll make sure to put the link in the description of the video, too, so you guys can click on and, and see that as well. So it's uh, we kind of had a good time doing it. The Hawkeye hype kid's dad uh, produced the whole thing. Jason Mason did a really great job. So he did a good job. He always does. And by the way, guys, just so that you know, I recruited about uh, 10, 15 people from the office in Puerto Rico. They're going to start watching the podcast. And I was getting in my uh, getting in the elevator from my hotel room, and I had an Iowa T-shirt on. And there was a guy there who goes, Caitlin Clark. Really? We got Iowa fans everywhere. There you go, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, guys, um, if we win this Friday against Nebraska, we're going to win the West. Um, who would have thought that would have happened uh, halfway through the year? Didn't think there was a chance. We didn't even think we were going to go to a bowl game. So. Uh, it, it proved that the offense doesn't need to be great. Just be kind, not even average. Just don't be the worst offense in Division One football. And that defense and the special teams are so good, it's going to take us to the Big Ten Championship. So um, do a little quick uh, Heroes game preview, battle for the Corn Belt. Um, we've won this game seven years in a row, boys. Now um, we're hoping to make it eight. Um, Nebraska doesn't have a chance at a bowl game. So... Uh, this has kind of become the norm for them. And uh, this is this is their bowl game. They're going to try to spoil us going to the Big Ten Championship. And you know that they're going to really, really want to do that. I mean, it's Iowa hate week for them. So they are really excited. Now, a little bit of background on it. The overall series that goes back quite a long ways. And there were some major gaps where we didn't play for quite a while. But the overall series, uh, Nebraska leads 29 and 20 and 3. So they've won 29 and uh, we've won 20 and we've tied three times. And the trophy series right now, Iowa is in the lead eight to three. So um, I want to go off on a little bit of a rant here now. Do it. Let's hear it. I, I want to, and I don't know if Love you guys it. have noticed this, but you know, this grinds my gears a little bit. <laughs> now, Hy-Vee was a sponsor of this game. And at the very beginning, for the first couple of years that they did it, they did a phenomenal job, High V. Like, kudos to you, High V Marketing. And then about year three, they shit the bed and completely stopped doing anything for this game whatsoever. Like you'd walk in the first couple of years and it was like Heroes Game hype. 
Like anywhere, any Hy-Vee in Iowa, Nebraska, it was like excitement, you know, marketing materials. Like you really felt like, oh man, they're built. This is going to be into a big rivalry game. And then it was like year three, the basement dropped out and there was nothing after that. And it was just like Hy-Vee did nothing for it. Clearly they weren't invested and didn't care because then they gave it up for uh, Shields took over the sponsorship. Now I got to be honest with you. I I love going into Shields. I mean, they got some awesome Hawkeye gear. They have great stuff. It's super expensive. They do not. Um, when you say you get items at an incredible value, that is not at Shields. Flyers. Yeah, you're paying full price there. And uh, you're paying full price and then like a 15% Shields tax added onto it. Like it's, <laughs> it's expensive stuff. But they have sucked awesome. at promoting the game too. They're doing nothing from a sponsorship perspective. Like they've thrown their name on it and that's it. And it, it's just frustrating from a fan perspective that, you know, you want to, you go into like the Shields in Omaha, you wouldn't even know there's a game coming up. There's no inkling of it. There's no t-shirts. There's no marketing materials. There's nothing about it. Now I get the devil's advocate perspective that it's like, okay, well, you know, I was kind of having a Iowa year, you know, it's looking to be seven, five, eight, and four and Nebraska sucks again, you know, like, so are people just not excited about it? I think the game still means a ton to people in both, in both States, regardless. Still a border. It's still a border war. And it's still a big deal, Marty. You're living here in Omaha, but like, uh, you know, when you go out and about though, Marty, like, do you feel like there's any buzz or any hype from anybody out in the area about this game? No, because I've been, I've been wearing a coat, my Iowa coat, my Iowa shirt, and uh, everything. And I mean, I can't even get any Husker to even say anything to me, derogatory or not. It, it, <laughs> You've been stirring the pot online too, and I haven't seen a whole lot either. Yeah, he no. has. Sounds to me like uh, Nebraska still doesn't believe that they're in the Big Ten. You know, Sounds to me like like Nebraska's still kind of living the old days and saying like ah you know what we're gonna let this we're gonna let this pass you just wait you just wait and also I didn't know Hy-Vee was in Nebraska that's pretty damn cool I love Hy-Vee. And, yeah and Kyle it used to be in Omaha I mean when this series started uh, nine years ago it used to be in Hy-Vee that you'd see a section of Nebraska uh, Husker and you'd see a section of Iowa Hawkeye. And they were both the same size. So Adam's right. Hy-Vee used to promote it quite a bit and put signs out. Now you, know, I, you don't see anything. I spent um, almost 10 years of my life in Council Bluffs. Oh, yeah. So, and, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my friends from that area are diehard uh, Husker fans. And the other half are Iowa fans. And, you know, I was too young at the time to realize what was going on. But at the time, it seemed to me like that was that was Husker country. So I, I, I apologize for what's going on out there. It's uh, I think I, I think Adam I, or, and Matt and Kyle, I think the reason is, is because the game hasn't meant anything yeah. in the whole, what, eight sure. years. It. The only the only time it's meant anything is to Iowa. It's never meant anything to Nebraska. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's to Nebraska. They're so stuck in the past. Yeah, you know they're they're resting on their laurels, man. Like they're um, they, see, they seem to think that this is just like a you know Mike 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 mic check Kyle Mike check. Oh. It's like they, sorry, it's every time you shake check your head when, when I'm going like this, that's check my check. signal like, for Mike check. It's like a saw. Check, check. 
I'll pay attention more. Sorry. Check, okay. check, check. You had it before when that was happening. You like tucked it, like pulled the phone out and put it in inside, like in between your cheek and your headphone. You know what I mean? And that kept it up. There you go. Oh, that was good. Perfect. I'm going to have words with our production team because they need to yeah. set you up better than this. Yeah, my That's bad. not good enough. <clears throat> Um, it's perfect right there. Maybe, maybe you need some caulking up there, Kyle. Yeah. There you go. We have a sponsor that can help you with that. That's yeah. right. That's fantastic. That's right. yeah. Great job, right. Marty. That's Sorry. why people are seeking us out for sponsorships. Yeah, it's yeah, the my, product placement. My bad. I need to utilize my resources. It's all good, buddy. <laughs> They're right in front of me. Um, yeah. Right in front of you. But, yeah. you know, that's that, that's the whole thing about it is it doesn't mean anything to Nebraska fans until they want it to mean something, until it's convenient. And that that's the crappy thing about it because with this whole rivalry living here, it was like, first, we weren't good enough to be their rival, okay? Right. They didn't even want to acknowledge it. They wanted to say Wisconsin was their rival. And then once we started kicking their ass every year, then they started saying, well, you're proud to beat us. We're terrible. You can't have it both ways. Pick one or the other. You know, take some pride in your team and stand behind it. You can't hide in the weeds when you're bad and just pretend you don't care. Cause I guarantee you, if they win this game, you're going to hear from all of them. Oh, yeah. Marty and I are going to get Holy hell. Oh, you know, leaving the house in yeah. Omaha for this. That's all right though. You see these shoulders? I can take it. They're broad. Hell, it's <laughs> broad. So yeah, I, I, what really frustrates me the most with what I've heard some Nebraska fans say is uh, that, you guys are proud that you're beating us in the worst time of our entire history. And this is like the best time of your history. It's like, I'm sorry, this isn't the best time of Iowa history. I, I was re really good in the eighties. They were really good in the fifties. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of history here at Iowa that is a lot better than we've been in the last 10 years. It's just, we've been better than you guys. You need to accept that and move on, but you just don't get the, you don't, get that from them they're like oh we're the bad as we've ever been ever it's like it's, that, it's like that relationship you have like a friend that does something crappy to you and then they're mad at you for getting mad it's like what what like right. you know, it's like complete psychological tomfoolery like okay like acknowledge it be a real fan because if you're not going to stand by it like i'm gonna i'll call someone out like you know marty's son-in-law he stands up and just takes it <laughs> and he's like, that's my team. We suck. You guys have owned us. And, but you know, he stands by him and it's like, you know, mm -hmm. you have most of these other Husker fans that are like, Oh, you're proud to beat us. We're terrible. Like, you know, like that's typical Iowa. You guys are just excited. You know, you've made Kirk Ferentz king of Iowa for being mediocre. And da, 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 da. You kill for a Kirk Ferentz and whatever you call mediocrity right now. You guys can't even win more than five games. Like in how long? So, I mean, that meme that came up of the toilet and said this is the only bull Nebraska seen in a long time was, sorry, sadly accurate. So, do a, Hey, Adam, speaking of stats on Nebraska, did you see the one stat that uh, now that Kansas State is uh, bull eligible, the only there's one team since 2015 out of all the uh, Power Five conferences that has not made a bowl game? Oh, geez. That's see, Nebraska. I mean – Every other team has made a bowl bowl game 
except Nebraska since 2015. Now, Marty, I wanted to see what you thought too. Um, you know, because we're just kind of digging and venting. This is kind of our show that we where we live in Nebraska and we're around Husker fans. Matt's around Husker fans a lot because he comes out and visits quite a bit, and he um, his wife's family all lives out here, so he's got to deal with it pretty consistently. But with with this coaching search. I got to say, I give props to Trev Alberts because it's not been sloppy in typical Nebraska fashion where it's all over the news and all these candidates are coming out. You haven't really heard anything. Uh, it's been really quiet. And I, I've heard some rumors. And I know, Marty, you kind of you know have some ends with different people. And I want to just if you have heard anything at all, because I, I mean, I've heard a few things, but nothing that's like a, I have some inside source, you know, that I'm going to break some news or anything like that. I have not heard anything. And, you know, I, the only rumor I've heard is that this next coach will not have any ties to Nebraska. Okay. Have no, no uh, past ties. So they're, they're trying, I think they're going to try to start over new and start with a okay. whole new admin. So I, I it'll be Mickey Joseph. I, so I've been doing some digging and going into um, the Huskers uh, 247 site. And they're the ones that are always just like, on point with everything that's going on. They're following everything they have. They're the ones that have inside sources. Okay. And so I've been digging into what they're saying and I, I don't have his name in front of me right now, but one of the hot names is the army head coach. Um, Matt, I don't know if you have a second to reach out to the research team to see if they know who the, the army head coach, what his name is again, he's come up as a big front runner. And then, um, another big one that I've been hearing lately, is Jeff trailer at the university of Texas, San Antonio. That was kind of out of left field. Didn't really wow. see that one. I didn't. Yeah. Like I was like, really? I mean, he's, he's done well, you know, he's has a really good record there, but I'm like, is that guy going to push the needle? At, at Nebraska, you know, I think fans are going to be like, oh, my God, here we go. Another Mike Riley. And then, you know, I, I think we've all kind of figured Mickey Joseph's not going to get the job. He'll be kept in some sort of capacity. But um, one thing that I saw that it's going to supposedly be made official Friday is that Lane Kiffin's going to be named the Auburn head coach. So, Jeff Munkin. Jeff who? Jeff Munkin Jeff is Munkin. Army Black Knights football head coach. Okay. All right. Nice job, production team. All right, guys. So, you know, those, those are the hot names right now. And what, what I, from what I, all the stuff that I read and dug into, it's Matt Rule's job if he wants it. Now, the, the thing that they're saying is he can't decide if he wants to take a year off and just relax and reassess. And so that's kind of what the waiting game's on. So the job reportedly is his if he wants it. Um, I, and from what they're saying is, they're, Nebraska wrote him a blank check. Whatever you want, you know, we'll give you to get you to come here. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you guys, uh, if you get in, I was going to tell you off point real quick, and this is a super random thought. If you guys are hard up for some cash and want to catch a Big Ten game this weekend, the Rutgers and Maryland game, you can get tickets for $3. Boom. Yeah, that's fun fact of the day. On that it costs a fortune to fly out there, though, probably. Yeah, probably. So maybe that's why tickets are so damn cheap. Because you get free beer. And because no one cares about Rutgers or Maryland football. Let's be honest. Like, and they shouldn't be in the Big Ten. Sorry. Like, nope. I know that's rude. And I know that's not, not cool to say. I, you don't belong in the Big Ten. Nobody in the Big Ten cares. You don't fit in at all. Like, I don't even think Nebraska fits in a lot of the time. But 
you know, they Nebraska fits in a hell of a lot better than Rutgers and Maryland does. I'll tell you How's that. UCLA and USC going to fit in? I mean, what are you thinking there? I just not sold on it. it. It's just the ridiculous model that we're moving to. It doesn't make any sense either. It sounds, right. it just looks weird. It's like something like you fell asleep and had a really weird dream and then you woke up and it's reality. Like <laughs> USC and UCLA in the big 10, like it's going to be kind of cool. But right. at the same time, it's just like, you yeah. Know, but the, so does one go to the east and one go to the west? They're getting rid of divisions. Yeah, uh, they're going to do a round robin play. You're going to, and they're just going to rotate who you play every year in the teams with the two best records. That's probably better for the Big Ten to be real honest, because there's we have no business being in a championship game right now, and we're set up to be there so we're we're not the second best team of the big 10 we're not the third best team of the big 10 probably not the fourth best team of the big 10 and we're going to be in the big 10 championship so um that's uh that's valid i get it you know what i do too but uh, by the way who when nebraska left the big 12 who did anybody replace them um yeah so nebraska and colorado left the big 12 and then west virginia came in and um gosh who was the other school that came in it was west virginia somebody help me out here it wasn't baylor was it um tcu was the TCU. other one uh, yep. Down in Texas. Yep. couldn't remember which one it was they're, they're having a hell of a year right now too that is doing well yeah that's just crazy so i guess we'll see what ab- ends up happening apparently within a day or maybe the night of the io after the iowa nebraska game um some of these announcements are supposed to start breaking so um and i know we were talking about earlier too when my internet sh- shut down on me that we're all kind of interested to see what's going to happen with caden proctor um the five-star offensive lineman out of iowa he's definitely doing some wavering right now and um, all of the expert sites have flipped him to Oregon already. And those guys are right a lot more than they're wrong. So mm. that's, uh, that's worrisome, but you know, again, it's one of those situations. If you don't want to be here, don't come, you know? And I know that, um, uh, God, what's the, what's the guy's name that the wide receiver that was highly touted, his dad played at Iowa. And then he ended up going to Oregon. I'm drawing a blank. I don't Casper. Know Casper. Yeah, Casper. I know they're friends, so that probably plays a little bit of a role in it. Um, so we'll we'll have to see what happens there. I hope he stays. But the Iowa coaching yeah, staff put yeah. out put out a tweet. Um, I think it was like last weekend for Iowa fans to stop tweeting at Caden Proctor. Like he's like, you guys aren't helping. Like please stop. They're they're tweeting like you know some shitty things to him. Like, stop. Like, Why would you do that? As a Hawkeye fan, you want him to come to Iowa. Well, here's the deal. Like, let's be real with ourselves. Caden Proctor's not going to look at anybody's tweet and be like, oh, man, they're right. I'm going to go to Iowa. Well, they made a really good point. <laughs> he doesn't care what we think, okay? No. The only thing that we should be doing is showing him Hawkeye love and supporting him and showing him how much we want him here. Okay. The kid's 18 years old. He's about ready to make the biggest decision of his life. And I hope, I hope he comes to Iowa, but you know, we've also seen too, where we could have one of the best offensive linemen in the country, like Linderbaum last year in our offensive line still wasn't great, you know? So like Kirk said, and I do agree with him. One guy doesn't make a team. Yeah. 
and you know and doesn't set a whole class he is the highest rated recruit in the history of the state of iowa in high school he'd be the highest rated recruit we've ever signed so i really hope we get him but at the end of the day it's one of those ones where it's just like if he doesn't come he doesn't come you know i'm not going to flip out about it it's not like it's you know arch manning the number one quarterback in the country who's committed to us and he's leaving like He's a stud. He's a beast. And it would be a huge get if we could get him. But if we don't move on, but if you're going to send him messages on Twitter, which I don't recommend, make it positive and show him some love. Tell him how much you hope to see him in the black and gold and you wish him best in his decision. So it sounds like some of us over uh, zealous Hawkeye fans are maybe pushing him in the wrong direction. So I don't know. One of the things that's the great, great thing about our fan base and one of the things that's the worst so all right boys um i know we were going to talk about real quick here we were we were going to talk about what bowl game we were hoping the hawks are going to go to we're going to probably skip past that since my internet debacle threw us behind um so we'll, yeah, we're, we're gonna the, we're running up the tallies here yeah so Come we're on. gonna we're gonna start right <laughs> in on what everyone tells us it is the most electrifying sponsorship in the history of podcasts. The electrifying picks are brought to you by Meyer Electric. Ah, can you feel it? Meyer Electric. Ah, shockingly good service since 1833. One of the longest running family businesses in the world. They may have invented electricity. We don't know. They are killing it. Meyer Electric. Man, that fires me up every time. Woo! All right. It's electrifying. Woo! It is electrifying. The most electrifying sponsor in the history of sponsors, Meyer Electric. What do you think about that, guys? Good stuff. <laughs> it's electrifying. It's electrifying. All right, guys. First pick here. Um, we're. I'm going to have to check on the spreads here matt did a good job of getting these over to me from the um working with the production team here our very first one we got the michigan state spartans they are traveling to number 11 penn state this is gonna be a 3 p.m kickoff on fs1 on saturday now this one we got uh, penn state's favored by 18 so uh again we got to really start to focus i feel like more on the actual spread itself not so much who we think is going to win. We got to dig a little deeper, Kyle. So ah. catch Marty. He's going to run his mouth all year till next year. If he beats us by this large of a margin, he's going to call stupid. He's going to call us losers and he's going to make us feel real bad about ourselves. That's what he does. He builds people down to build himself up. Uh, so, and I might have to make a trip up to uh, Northwest Illinois. Hey. Do it, man. Oh, sorry, northeast, northeast Illinois. Marty's got yeah. some new drug trafficking that he's got to do in that part of the country, so <laughs> he's going to be stopping by. I was um, disappointed. We took a picture of I'm your favorite your favorite bookstore on the way to Minneapolis, Marty, and we sent it to you, and you didn't say anything. <laughs> you just ignored it. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't it's see that. It's in the group text thread. Um, you didn't see that? Yeah, it's in the group text thread. I got a picture of it right here. The Lion's Den bookstore. Longer than I wanted. I walked in the door to get you a gift card and my feet stuck to the floor. <laughs> there it is. There it is. He got it. The yeah. Lion. Way to, way to put him in his place. I've never heard of that before. Marty, what is that place? 
there's something wrong with it ask them they stopped well it's i don't know we just tried to get you a gift card and then matt and i walked in and our feet just immediately stuck to the floor and we couldn't get up and move so we had to couldn't get out no it's like started screaming it was like oh it was, my gosh it was, it was a bad deal man all right this is this this podcast is going in the gutter again we got to get it out quick all, all right, right guys um MSU, PSU. Kyle, who are you taking in this one? Penn State's favored by 18. Penn State. Taking Penn State. I right. haven't heard anything much about Michigan State all year long, so Penn State. Okay. Uh, the South. Marty, who are you taking in this one? Michigan State traveling to number 11 Penn State, 3 p.m. kickoff on the Fox Sports Network. I think I'm going with Kyle on this one. Happy Valley, I always say, is a tough place to play, and I haven't heard much about Michigan State. So I'm going to go Penn State. They're going to be looking for a good bowl. They're going to need a need a win here. All right. Off to the Miller Night Delight. Who are you taking in this one? Michigan State going to Happy Valley. Yeah, I am going to go with Penn State as well. Uh, Michigan State has averaged the year with 417 yards allowed of offense. Ooh. Oof. Yeah, and Penn State, yeah. their average is 434 so that's that's a pretty good alignment there for penn state to score some points i feel the only thing that really michigan state's done i think they built they beat illinois in a real random weird one uh, a couple weeks ago that's that's yeah. about the only claim to fame this whole year really that i can remember so and we're thankful for that because if they wouldn't have, we wouldn't be in the position to go to the Big Ten Championship. That is a good point. Oh, all right. I am going to take uh, Penn State in this one as well. Oh, pretty easy choice on that one. All right. Next one, we have the University of Illinois fighting Illini. They're favored by 14 points traveling to our favorite school, <laughs> Northwestern Wildcats. <laughs> Now, um, this one is going to be at 2.30 p.m. Northwestern's 1 in 10. They are having a dreadful, dreadful year. Kyle? Taking Illinois. Are you going with Illinois in this one? I am. All right. Illinois. All right. Illinois is favored by 14. We've got pretty easy choice there. I think we beat up on uh, Northwestern enough this year. It's just not even fun anymore at this point. Yeah, Marty, Marty, who are you taking in this one, Marty? I'm, I'm going to go opposite of Kyle on this one. Uh, Northwestern, didn't they stay? Didn't Northwestern stay with Ohio State for for quite a while? Like yeah, the whole first half. I, 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 In fact, I'm even going to say I think uh, Northwestern in the upset on this one. Okay. All right. That's a that's a bold, bold choice by Marty. Marty. I, I like it, Marty. Has. It's awesome why he's in first place right now, and we're just all trying to catch up with him. Yeah. Matt, who you taking in this one? Uh, they did play Purdue tough, Marty. They, they, I mean, Purdue had a spread of uh, 20, minus 20, and Purdue didn't cover, so that's – I mean, this one was tough for me. I still think I'm going to go with Illinois. I think they can beat Northwestern by 14. I think Northwestern has come a long way in the year, even though they're still bad, but I, I'm still going to go with Brett Bielmo. All right. Is somebody clicking a pin? Sorry, I did. It's my – I was like, is there a bug in my ear? Like, it was like 
wanting to swat something. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I kind of agree with Marty to the point where I, I think Illinois is going to win, but I don't think they're going to cover the spread. So I'm going to take Northwestern in this one. So that is my choice. All right. <laughs> Next up, we got the Minnesota Golden Gophers, uh, the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe in this one. They are seven and four. They're traveling to Wisconsin. I'd be I'm gonna I'd be really interested to see if Jim Leonard loses this game. I'd be surprised if he gets this job. Um, he, I don't think he's performed how they thought he would. Um, Wisconsin six and five. This is a two thirty kickoff on Saturday on the. Let's see, this one's on ESPN. Um, and we got favored in this one. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by three and a half. So it's pretty it's much a, it's pretty much a pick. Um, who are you taking in this one, Kyle? You know what? I'm pulling for Jim Leonard, man. I hope he, uh, I, I, w- I hope he's successful in this one. So I'm going for Wisconsin. Okay. All right. Marty, the sauce, who are you taking in this one, Minnesota yeah. or Wisconsin? Same here. I'm going, I'm going Wisconsin on this one. Okay. Camp Randall. All I'm right. Going to the home team. What is the Miller light delight thing's going to, going to happen in this ball game? I think after what I saw, on Saturday that Minnesota is going to win this one with their defense and um, Abram, Ibram, is it Ibram? Ibram, yeah, Ibram, yeah. yeah. So I think Ibram gets some momentum going. I think their defense holds, holds them a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota. Yeah. It's Muhammad Ibrahim. They call him Mo all the time. So, Mo. Yeah. The, ugh, he's a stud. He, he is, is a very good running back. And by the way, I think Caleb Johnson's going to be a star. We get an offensive line that can open up some holes for him. I think he's going to be amazing. So he's going to be good. Uh, he, was, he was missed the the red the second half of that game. Yeah, yeah, he was, and hopefully Sam Laporta is doing okay too. Sam Laporta and Caleb Johnson. Hopefully, we see them back um, this week. So. Yeah, we need them. So I got the press conference tomorrow with Kirk. I'm sure he'll update us on where they're at on that one. Um, I am going to take just like Matt. I was thinking the same exact thing. I just think Minnesota is a better football team than Wisconsin right now. I think they're um, a, a lot. There's a lot more consistency there. Um, Minnesota's tough at the line. So is Wisconsin, but um, I, I'm going with Minnesota in this one. So, all right, moving on. We got the Purdue Boilermakers. They are going to Indiana. Now, Indiana's four and seven. Purdue seven and four. This Hoosiers. I'm, I, is Tom Allen going to be back next year? Do you think they bring him back? It's hard to say. I, I don't. They haven't done well enough to probably bring it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. No. Um, he's. I, I think he'll be relieved of his duties at the end of the year. I'd, I'd be surprised if, if he does stick around. Um, Produce favored by 10.5 in this one. Uh, Kyle, who are you taking in this one? The Boilermakers against the Hoosiers, 230 on the Big Ten Network. You have to take the Boilermakers, man. Again, I know the Hoosiers, they started out real well at the beginning of the season, right? Like we kind of thought that they were going to, you know, do something spectacular, but no. no. All right. Marty, are you going to order a round of Boilermakers for your friends here? Or are you going with the Hoosiers? I'm going to say that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going with Purdue. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I think uh, Purdue will end up outscoring Indiana. Indiana, it's just. Like Kyle said, they started out well, but they're they're just not a good team. And if you've seen that, what their old quarterback Michael Penix Jr. is doing at Washington, the guy's tearing it up. I mean, I've watched a couple of his games. The dude just hits throws all over the field. So, if they could have kept him, that would have been a big plus and for that program. Matt, who are you taking in this one? 
I'm also taking Purdue in, uh, in this one. So All right. I agree with everything. Um, we're going to make it a clean sweep. I'm going to go with the Boilermakers on this one. I just, I think this is a pretty easy pick. I'd be surprised. I say it's an easy pick when I got one game right last week, so <laughs> I don't think anything's too easy at this point. All right, guys. Uh, probably the biggest game other than our hometown Hawkeyes in the, in the country. So it's a big one. Number three, Michigan going to Ohio State. It's 11 a.m. kickoff on Fox. 11 a.m. Uh, I know. I was surprised they got the 11 a.m. slot for this one. Like, a little shocked in this one. Um, let's see here. We got um, Ohio State favored by seven and a half in this one. Kyle, who are you taking in this one, the Buckeyes or the Wolverines? Oh, my gosh. My two most hate, hated teams. Um, <laughs> if, I had, if I had to pick one, this is going, I mean, number three versus number two. Stats are out the window. I'm going purely emotion. I'm going to Ohio State simply because I forgot who the head coach is. And I, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Day. Yeah, I, I don't know who he is. I don't care who he is. But, you know, they're rolling. They're doing well. Just finish it out. Jim Harbaugh, nah, man. You know, like, he's. A, I think he's. he sounds like a not a nice person, not a cool person to be around. I hate how he, like, tries to look vintage, you know. Yeah, with this hat. He's got like this vintage look going on. Come on, man. You know, like a Vince Lombardi look going on. No, no, no. Yeah. No. He looks like he always just pulled his clothes out of the laundry basket. Yeah. Like they're you know, all, you're making like how many millions of dollars a year? Like clean it up, dude. But I don't know. It's just his style. He's trying to look, I guess, create some iconic image or something like that. Marty. That's cool. I get it. But yeah. Not for I, I don't think it's that exciting either. Marty, who are you taking in this one? The Wolverines. Going? Are you awake, Marty? Did you fall asleep? I, 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 well, this is this is my uh, heart versus my head game. Uh, Marty, wake up. I really hope I really hope Michigan. What? I said wake up. Ah. Hey. It's after 10 o'clock, man. Where are your kids? Uh, they are they are asleep. I really hope Michigan wins because I think Iowa has a better chance against Michigan in at, in Indianapolis than Ohio State. Uh, but Michigan did not did not look good against Illinois. I, I, I watched quite a bit of that game. They did not look good. So I'm gonna go Ohio State. I think uh, I think they'll beat them by more than seven and a half. All right, Matt, who are you taking to this one? It's going to be up at the horseshoe. Right. Um, I think Michigan, Michigan's defense, their points allowed this year. They're under 12, under 12 points allowed. I think they're going to, I think they're going to step it up and it's going to be that rivalry game and OSU. I mean, they might not win the game, but with the spread being seven and a half, you know, I think Michigan has a really good chance to at least cover that. And, uh, you know, if they win, they win. If not, whatever. But I'm taking Michigan. Okay. All right. I am – I just think that for this season, 
Michigan number two or Michigan number three, Ohio State number two. I don't think either one of these teams are unbeatable. I don't think they're either one of them are phenomenal. They've shown weaknesses throughout the year. I could really see this one going either way. If you'd ask me this about this game three or four weeks ago, I, I would t- I would have taken Michigan. But the way Michigan's played the last few weeks, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Buckeyes in this one, especially since it's in Columbus. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Ohio State. So I may have to uh, switch some of my picks because I think that's three that. Adam agreed with me on and with, <laughs> with, his, with his percentage, I think I might have to switch for me. <laughs> They're locked in. I'm just like, I, I need to step it up because I, <laughs> I am way too surface level with my picks. I'm just like a, a imbecile. Like I'm, I just look and I'm like, okay, who, who win Michigan state, Penn state, uh, Michigan state. Like, I don't think about the spread at all i catch myself just knee-jerk reaction like i'm gonna go they're gonna win and i need okay. to think more into the spread so that's it, it makes it tougher that's how i am man that's yeah clearly you, you've had a lot more success at it than i have <laughs> oh all right boys we're going into the last one it's the heroes game that's the the biggest one of the year i mean if we win this one we're in the big 10 championship it'll be eight years in a row beating nebraska which is always nice um iowa is favored in this one i believe by 10 let me see yes we are favored by 10 in this one kyle who are you taking in this one where the hawkeyes win and move on to the big 10 championship or is nebraska going to get a revenge game get fired up and beat us oh they're going to be fired up i mean they've got nothing to lose you know um, they know their circumstances. They're going to be, you know, it's like uh, it's like no rules. But, you know, Iowa, I'll never pick against Iowa. They're always going to be in my heart as to win. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't care what Nebraska, what, what their mentality is coming into Kinnick, but there's no way that they're going to beat us uh, at home. And, uh, yeah, we're going to win and go on to uh, play in the Big Ten West. We're going to play in the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Big Ten Championship. Oh, Big Ten yeah, West Championship. I was like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. My bad. I knew what uh, you meant. Yeah, I meant what you knew. All I'm right. Not... Sorry, too many. Kyle, uh, Kyle too played many... before divisions, so he doesn't understand Rangers quite right. Oh, yeah, please. you know, it's still just a little bit. Again, it's uh, my comment earlier about Nebraska going uh, asking them about asking about the Big Twelve. I have a feeling they're going to scamper back. Mm. Might. Yeah, maybe. May. Oh. All right, Marty, in this one, who you taking? You got a <clears throat> going to be an interesting game um, and with your family, I'm sure. You got kind of a split family. So you got some Huskers <laughs> in that family, some Hawkeyes. There's going to be a lot of laughter and a lot of tears, depending it's on how this divide, It's going to be a divided house, that's for sure. Are you guys watching it at home? Are you going somewhere? Are you traveling to another exotic country? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch it from Hawaii. No. Really? I believe it. No. Okay. Doing the basement thing. So, Is the basement ready to go? It is. All right. And I think uh, I think Iowa will be ready to go, too. I watched uh, some of the post-game Husker interviews. Those guys are beat down. At, I, I, I think they're... You know, with our uh, their defensive line really bad, Huskers are a really bad defensive line. I think our O line is going to look like a championship team, and I hope Caleb is back. But you know, I was saying I think Caleb's going he's going to run for 150, 160 yards. So I'm know. going to the Iowa much more than 
it'll they'll win by more than 10 easily okay i like it i like it a lot all right the miller light delight we're gonna be watching this one together I don't know where we're going to be yet, but... Um, I thought you were coming to my house. I, I don't We haven't heard from you in like a month, so we weren't sure if the invite was still open. What, do I go back on invites? <laughs> I don't know. Like Matt, Matt and I were talking this week. This, this, goes, is a, this is a Hawkeye shirt, not a Husker shirt. I don't go back on invites. <laughs> oh, we were talking this weekend, and Matt's... Like, I think he's offended, Adam. I am. <laughs> well, Matt was wondering, too. We're like, we haven't heard a peep out of Marty in three weeks. Like, are we still going there? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if his basement's done. We're yet. glad you're back, Marty. God. I'm taking Iowa. You're taking Iowa in this one? To cover the spread. Okay. Absolutely. I think uh, Nebraska's D, I've, I've got their defense. They're allowing over 400 yards a game on average. I mean, like Marty said, Caleb Johnson should have a field day if he's back. Um, yeah, hopefully it's a fun one to watch. A relaxing one to watch. I mean, it's a re- rivalry game. For I don't think it ever is that way, but it would sure be nice if it were. Yeah, well, my whole thing with this is this, the spread is 10 points. We haven't beat Nebraska by 10 points in about five years. We beat anybody this year by 10 points? That's my concern. Is <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there because there hasn't been very many games. That's my concern with this whole thing. I know. Um, I, I, I'm picking Iowa to win, but I'm picking us not to cover the spread, and I'm only going that doing that because of history with – what's happened the last four or five years. Like we've won this game less by less than six points, like the last four years. And I think my heart conditions proof of it. So um, I'm, I'm picking Iowa to win, but I'm, I'm in this, I'm picking Nebraska because I think we're going to win, but not cover the 10 point spread. So, okay. So we're back to, we've restored the order. Adam just made a stupid pick. So good, good. We're ending, we're ending it. Good. You're you're more comfortable now. I am. I am. All right. Well, I'm glad I made you comfortable. At least I accomplished <laughs> something tonight. All right, boys. Well, hopefully next time that we talk, this is going to be talking about a Hawkeye victory over Nebraska and talking about going to the Big Ten Championship and upsetting either Ohio State or Michigan and somehow turning this dumpster fire of a season into a potential Rose Bowl berth. How sick would that be? That'd be crazy. And by, and by the way, I know we're, I know we're over time on this thing. But the bowl game I'm picking, they're going back to – what is it, the real – it used to be the Outback Bowl. It used to be the Outback Bowl. They're yeah, playing January 2nd at 12 o'clock Eastern time, and I will be there. Nice. Yeah. I'm hearing the Music City Bowl. That's what I keep hearing, but <sighs> I don't know. I just looked it up right before the podcast, and there see? was probably about 10 people picking us for the Outback Bowl. Really? There were a couple there were a couple Music City Bowls sprinkled in there, but it was a lot of people predicting. Outback Bowl was a fun time, man. Was it? Ebor City, baby. I'm only an hour and a half. I only live an hour and a half from Tampa. So you guys are a fun time, man. You're all going. I've been to that bowl game so many times. So many times. I think I've been to six bowl games and three of them have been Outback Bowls. The best part was the uh, team meals. I mean, Outback Steakhouse. Never there you go. all you can eat steak and lobster and chicken and baked potato. I mean, it was incredible. Every, everywhere that we went. sounds incredible. I can tell you, you give me a blooming onion. Oh. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> It's, I'm telling you, man, I can't even get a fourth of the way through one of those. 
<laughs> it's uh, I'm more of a uh, coconut shrimp kind of guy, I guess. Ooh, so good, yeah. man. Yeah, they have good steaks though, too. So yeah. that blooming onion just shreds my insides apart. So <laughs> if, if if we go to the Outback Bowl, I will definitely I, I'll be there. I'll bring some depends. I'm not eating the the, <laughs> the blooming onion. Yeah, because I that thing will be running down my legs. I know we're trying <laughs> to oh, Somebody get the depends. Oh man, Marty's gonna make me sleep on like like some freaking ceramic. Yeah. Get one of them puppy pads. You ain't sleeping in my house, buddy. <laughs> oh man, I'll have to sleep on the front porch or something like that. It's I always nice power wash it off in the morning. morning. I know. I'm going to need a bath. I got a shed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's get a win. Let's beat the Huskers. We, we need it. I need it. To, if I, all I don't want fans I don't... that hung out with us for the longest podcast ever. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. All right. Go Hawks. Beat Nebraska. Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.